Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia, and welcome to another episode of My Millennial Property. I am Emily Wallace, and as always, joined by John Pigeon. Yes, I'm here, and I'm joined by Richard from uh, United Solar. And I'm excited about this today, Emily, because we are looking at building a house next year, and we are going to deck that thing out with solar on on the rooftop. So I'm excited to... Uh, get this feel from Richard and talk about how we can uh, we can all benefit as Australians as solar just keeps, um, I, I suppose, gaining traction um, as a cost-efficient way and also a healthy way to, to live our lives. Most definitely. Now, before we get rolling into the episode, the reason we have been able to get an expert in this field and actually produce today's episode is largely due to people asking for it. A lot of our community have asked for an episode on solar. So if there's a topic that you would like us to cover off in the future, please always feel free to reach out either via email in the show note links or on the My Millennial Money Facebook page and just tag John and I and we will be sure to get an expert in for you. Now, let's get rolling into today's show. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to have you on board and pick your brains on solar. It's a very important topic. So first things first, am I just imagining it or has solar really gained a fair bit of traction of late? Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, Yes, uh, solar is a a real hot topic at the moment, Um, has been a hot topic for a, a very long period of time. A lot more people are conscious about, you know, climate change, um, you know, increasing electricity bills. We're seeing a lot more people working from home these days. So the emphasis on being able to do as much as you can to not only reduce your your, your operating costs of your home, but also the, um, you know, doing your bit for the environment has um, definitely spiked uh, a lot of Australians wanting to know more about how they can do their bit and also reduce their energy bills. So just like John was mentioning before, he's looking to, um, you know, build a home. And, um, you know, I think having having a source where he can produce his own electricity and not having to, you know, purchase as much of it from the grid, which obviously is fossil fuel, we, um, yeah, we'll do our bit for the environment in a much bigger way than what a lot of people uh, can do. Mm, yeah, it's awesome, and I, I liken it to buying a phone up front or paying for it over time. You, you it is is obviously a a higher cost to get it installed and put on our roofs to begin with, but we're saving money as we as we go on. Can you give us an idea of how that's changed since I suppose you got involved? And um, from a pricing point of view, is it has it gone up, come down? There's been concessions early days. Is uh, is there still concessions about for people to um, to to install it? Yeah, definitely. The amazing thing with 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 solar, and this is one of the reasons why my engineering company decided to um, become heavily involved in the Australian renewable energy 
um, market is that solar is one of the very few projects that you can uh, do for your home. So we're talking a home renovation um, that would actually pay itself back over a, uh, a short period of time. So, you know, unlike air conditioners and, and heaters, which obviously provide a luxury uh, and keep you warm, they obviously cost money to, to operate. Uh, your fridge and freezer, same scenario, TVs, computers, etc. What we find with solar is once you've installed it, um, you know, you could sit back and, and just watch how this um, product technology will actually pay itself off over a very short period of time that provides you, you know, up to 25 years worth of free energy. And most home homes that we're seeing these days um, are saving somewhere between 50 to 80% of their entire uh, daily electricity cost. Now, that is a big, big motivation for, for families to look at getting solar these days. And solar's been around for a while. It's not a new technology. It's been around for over 100 years. Um, over time, the, uh, you know, the requirement and the need for more energy um, is obviously apparent these days with uh, you know more and more families um, working from home. We're very much a society that loves gadgets, so we use a lot of um, you know energy for all the products that I mentioned before. But I think the, the, the biggest advantage over a period of time is Australia does have a government um, that is very fixed on aiming to reduce our carbon footprint um, on a global basis. So because of, of, of those advantages, and Australia is one of the sunniest uh, countries in the world, you know, we, we, we have the ability to produce, you know, eight times the energy that most, most uh, countries around the world can produce. So because we're very, very lucky with the amount of um, sun that we get uh, or daylight, we're finding that uh, there's a lot more benefits, not, not just with helping with the climate, but also with reducing your power bills and, and subsidies with, uh, with the government's focus on, on, on helping families reduce their utility costs. Uh, that has been a big factor with solar. If we go back to, say, 13, 14, 15 years ago, solar was really starting to sort of uh, create an economy of scale and, 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 a, and a real business or market model here in Australia. And over time, um, what we're finding is that as cost of solar starts to decrease, um, there is a, a, a lower need for the government to provide a subsidy to um, help families get it, which means that they'll have more money to use in other areas. So it's been a really good ride so far with, with solar. Um, you know, we've got 2.7 million homes in Australia with, with solar. That's a big, big uh, amount of people. We're talking about 21% of the total households in Australia have now got solar. And in the last 12 months, so if we look at 2019 and 2020, we've had a 28% increase in installations of, sol of, of residential solar systems on homes. So whether you've got an existing home or you're, you're building a new home or you, you've just built one or you're going to buy a new house, I think that what we're finding is solar is becoming that one requirement that households are looking for. Our energy needs are going to get bigger and bigger. We're looking at transferring from combustion engine cars to electric vehicles. So that's going to require you to, you know, uh, charge it up with, with uh, a sustainable energy source. So we're finding a lot of homes now are starting to look at um, solar as not necessarily a luxury anymore, because it used to be a luxury, but now it's more of a necessity. It's a bit like having a microwave oven in your house or an oven. It's going to be like that. 
I would echo that. I think, you know, certainly, you know, John and I assisting people to buy properties, I think the ability to install solar or already have solar installed on a property is a big plus. Now, if I'm a home buyer and I'm going out there looking at properties and and having solar installed is sort of one thing that I'm aware of, in terms of physicality of the property, is there anything that's required like the roof facing a certain way or a certain type of roof without getting super technical, what would be the key thing someone will be looking out for when they're going to a property to see if they could maybe have solar solar installed? The majority of solar installations that are done on residential homes here in Australia um, are all done on on a north side, north facing roof, which is able to capture the majority of um, of the sun ray. But we do have scenarios where, you know, you can install on the west side of your roof or your east side of your roof. So if you don't have enough roof space on the north, um, you can also split your um, your PV array on, on different sides of the roof. Without getting too technical, what we do at our business is we um, ask you questions in relation to when do you use the majority of your energy. So we find a lot of people say, oh, it's either during the day or it's middle of the day or it's towards the end of the day. And, and that's how we sort of design the appropriate size system for your home. And I think that that is the difference between, um, you know, when you're looking for red flags as far as, you know, what to look out for when you're looking for solar, you really do need to find a provider that is able to show you a design of where the solar panels are going to fit, how much energy that system is going to produce for you, um, not just for one day, but also um, an average production of, of power for, say, from January all the way to December, okay, because every month is going to be different. And also a, um, a bit of a cash flow analysis of how that's going to affect your savings because um, what we do find is that majority of systems on the market right now will save you at least 50% of your energy cost. But there are ways that you can reduce 60 70 all the way up to 80% of your energy cost, and that's purely by understanding how you consume electricity in your home. So is it fair to say, Richard, that the bigger families or the families that m- use the most electricity are the ones that are going to save the most? Uh, that's exactly right. If you've got a, a $1,000 a quarter power bill um, and you've got a roof big enough to equate that, then the answer is yes. If we're looking at dollar-wise, dollar, dollar wise, the answer is yes. If we're looking at percentage-wise, I think you'll find that it averages out uh, whether it's a low bill, medium bill or a high bill, you're looking at anywhere between 50 to, to 80% savings on whatever the cost of your current electricity bill is. And I think that that is the, the neutral point that all homes have got is all families will save somewhere between there. But, you know, if you've got a much bigger requirement for energy, um, then your savings will be much, much larger, but also your investment in solar is going to be much bigger as well. Yeah. Okay. And that that's amazing. Fifty to eighty percent is a, is a, a massive impact. So for those that are sitting on the fence, saying yeah, maybe or maybe not, it's uh, if you're going to hold that property for the next ten, fifteen years, it's it's a no brainer almost, isn't it? Um, so sorry. Just just to add on to that. We're a property owner listening in saying, yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. I've got my north-facing roof. I'm, I'm good. But my roof is actually 40 years old because I bought it in 1980. Um, how do I know that the solar panels are actually going to be able to withstand or the, the roof's going to withstand the solar panels and the weight of it? How does that work? 
That is a great question. We find that question a lot from um, people who live in areas where, um, you know, the homes have been built 30, 40, 50 years ago. So what we generally do and what the majority of the uh, good solar providers out there will do is they'll actually come out and do an inspection on your home. And that's getting up on the roof, um, removing the tiles to see to make sure that, you know, the roof um, will be able to hold the weight of the total amount of solar panels. It could also be one of the scenarios where your system may be reducing panel size. So rather than you getting 20 panels and having to adhere to the weight on the roof, you might have to reduce your panel quantity down to a smaller amount. But to offset that, um, I think that you really do need to um, get somebody out to your home um, and, and a company that actually has structural engineering experience as well. Um, so they can really understand, um, you know, what the actual construction building is like and um, you know we get about a thousand inquiries a week for, for solar at our business on a national basis and I would say a good 20 to 25 percent of those inquiries are coming from homes that are 30 to 40 years or older. Did you say a thousand inquiries a week? Yeah. <laughs> you had a good good marketing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we've, we've been around for, for quite a while we're a global based company as well we're an Australian business but um, yeah we um, we've got a good track record and that's I think that's important when you're looking for a solar company there's a lot of very good solar companies out there I'm not the only one um, that will do a great job for you there's a lot of really good solar companies um, that are doing a fantastic job and, and, and one of the most important things to look for and, and like you said before you, you're talking about your home this is your most this is your biggest asset. Right, let's let's be real. It's your biggest asset. You don't want to get it wrong the first time, right? So the the, the longer you take to sort of really go through, um, you know, the the different aspects of going solar. And my job here today is just to take you through some some very simple five step rules on on what to look for. But the biggest problem that we find out there um, when it comes to solar is buyer regret. You know, they've been told they're going to save X amount of dollars, but nothing's been written down on paper to show that. They've been told this product is this or this product is that. So you do have to be very careful, but that's no different to when you go out and buy a home, a car or anything else. Every industry has good and bad and ugly. Um, I think the most important thing um, with solar is that you do take a little bit of time and make sure you research the company very well before you you know, you make that decision because this decision, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a long-term decision. It's not a short-term one. It's very good advice. And I think that sort of echoes through a lot of our episodes when people are picking um, a, a company, a specialist, anybody to have on their side throughout their property buying experience or homeowning journey is to really do their research and make sure they're happy with the provider. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, I'd like to run through a case study because I think a lot of the burning questions for people is, you know, how much does it cost to install and what, you know, what did the numbers sort of look like and what can I expect? So we're going to take a quick little break and when we come back, we're going to run through a case study to put it into real life for you. We'll be back in a second. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Now, back to it. I know a lot of people uh, have been listening and they're wanting the numbers behind this because we want something tangible where we can understand what are the costs involved, what's the investment, and what's my return going to be. So, Richard, are you able to walk us through from the point of somebody deciding they want solar from a cost perspective of installation and their potential savings on their bills? What does that look like? Can we pick up a, a, a metaphoric house and sort of talk through what that might might be? Sure, sure, definitely. So let's look at a, a home that currently has a, an electricity bill of somewhere between $400 and $600 a quarter, which is a fairly common cost of running your home through energy these days. It doesn't matter where you live, but that's roughly about what the average um, home that we see. There are homes that are much bigger than that, and there are homes that are much less than that, but the, let's let's look at a, an average. Um, so what, we, what you'll find is to be able to cover um, a good size of that build, you would need to install somewhere between 17 to 20 solar panels on your roof, okay? Now, the cost to install that um, is somewhere between eight to ten thousand dollars to install uh, the solar panels. So that's the purchase of the panels themselves, um, all the technology uh, that goes around that, and also the labouring cost, um, service maintenance, and so on. Okay, that's all bundled into the one price. Now the advantage with Australia is that we do run a um, what we call a, a solar rebate scheme, which is um, done on a federal level. So every single state is able to um, to offer this. And customers can save um, as much as 30% on that cost. So if we look at an $8,000 system, which is a typical price these days, um, you'll get roughly somewhere between $2,900 and $3,300 back in a, in a government rebate. So that's enough to reduce your cost to you know, $5,000 or just under $5,000. So now let's look at that. So a, a typical family will have to outlay $5,000 to you know, convert their home to solar energy. And what are the returns? So we need to look at how solar actually impacts your energy itself. So what the whole point of solar is, it's designed for you to produce your energy from your roof, you know, um, flow that into your home. So rather than you having to use energy from the grid, which will cost you money from a power retailer, so rather than doing that, and power costs can be anywhere from 20 cents per unit up to about 35 cents per unit, depending on where you live. So what you're actually doing is that you're consuming energy rather than consuming solar energy rather than energy from the grid, which means that you're not having to purchase that energy from the grid at any given point. 
So, and this is why it's so important to get the right size system based on your consumption, which is what I was talking about before. But on, uh, on in most circumstances, if we take a $5,000 system, and let's say we look at about a 50% reduction on your electricity bill, um, you're looking at around about a $1,400 saving per year. Now, $1,400 saving is gonna give you about a, between a 20 to 25% return on investment. Now, let's look at that return on investment for one second, okay? So, if you had $5,000 and you had that sitting in a bank, right, and it was earning you interest, right, the interest would be somewhere between what, one, two, three percent, right, and then you've got to pay tax on that, okay, because it's income. You take that $5,000 and you invest it in your home, in your home energy system, which will return you about a $1,400 saving per year. Um, now, that's a much higher return than 2 or 3%. That's above 20% return. So if you're looking at the payback period of your system, so you'll pay that system back in less than four years. And the really good benefit right now, and, and, and this has obviously been over time, is that product quality and efficiency has become better and better and better since what it was 10, 13, 14, even 15 years ago. So what we're finding now is solar panels are actually lasting longer. And the way that we know this is warranties are becoming much, much larger. Once upon a time, a warranty on a solar panel was only five years. Now you can buy solar panels which have a warranty up to 25 years. And the amazing aspect for solar panels is that um, by the time they reach 25 years of, of production on your roof, um, they're still gonna retain at least 80% of their original capacity. So I think that is a, it is an incredible investment when you look at it from that point of view. So if you really dice it down and look at the ROI and the payback and the investment that you have to make, there's not many things that you could do for your home that will actually give you that return on investment, apart from obviously buying a home. So from an investment point of view, if, we, if we've got listeners thinking, oh, yeah, I've got an investment property, um, do I shell out five grand on, a, on my... Uh, on solar panels for my investment property, uh, I'll probably talk to your accountant. You, you, it, it would probably be added to the cost base of of the property for when you sell it. You probably can't claim it in the year that you put it in because it's an improvement, not a not a repair. Um, but we look at the resale on that property, or the fact that the the tenant. Uh, wants to move in and save on their own electricity bill, they could also get a return on investment through that um, period because they may even be able to charge higher rent for that. Have you, have you seen any examples of that, Richard? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've got two examples for you. One where it's a um, it's an, invest, an investor. So someone who, who actually owns, um, you know, rental properties, um, there are some some massive benefits apart from the fact that your building will have a, a, a slightly higher value. It's also when you go to sell it, um, you know, if you've got a home that can generate $28,000 of electricity over a loan lifespan compared to a house that doesn't have that, I think you'll find that majority of people will look at that. I know that we've, we're finding more and more investors knocking on our door saying, hey, can I, uh, I would like to put solar panels on my five properties. Um, you know, what is the cost? The cost obviously is a big factor. There's no doubt about that. Could you, um, you know, embed that into your rent? You can, but one of the biggest benefits that I find is that it's a way that you can actually retain your tenants for a longer period of time. 
you know, I find that with, um, you know, when it comes to, I mean, I'm an, I'm an investor myself, so I, I actually do have properties out there too. And the way that I look at it is that it's the way that I could actually provide a much more comfortable life, life for my tenants because uh, they are customers of mine. And second of all, um, you know, I can also retain them for a longer period of time. And some investors, you know, they add a, a few dollars extra to the rent so that the, the tenant can benefit from a much lower electricity bill. So there is some, some, some big, big benefits there. I think it's certainly a factor that people are now considering that maybe, you know, even just a few years ago, it wasn't really a point of conversation, but I've noticed both on home ownership and investors that this is a question they're asking, you know, does their home have solar or is there possibility to have solar? And I'm actually surprised just from your case study there, like about the the cost or the, I should really say the investment involved in getting it sorted. I think the listeners might also be surprised that it's not you know, tens of thousands of dollars, it's a couple of thousand dollars that, as you mentioned, you recoup over the time of, of having the solar installed. So it's been quite eye-opening, I think, in, in that sense. Now, I know John had a question around um, some misconceptions of, of solar that have sort of come out and about um, in terms of um, selling it back to the grid is that what it's called i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly is it certainly is um i think um i had a conversation with john just previously before and correct me if i'm right john here um but uh, your question was there's a lot of conversations that goes around that solar hasn't got the return on investment or the payback because the energy that you produce and then sell to the grid um you're not getting much for it these days as opposed to what you're buying that same energy for at night uh, or later on during the day. And I think that that is a, a topic that we do need to touch on. So I look at things a little bit different to most people who sell solar. Um, we don't provide a financial plan for customers to export their power to the grid. Uh, and the reason why we do that is, is solar energy is about becoming sustainable. It's not about you producing electricity and then selling that power for as much as you possibly can because you're going to be very, very disappointed if you do. The, 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 um, the export credit that you're going to be receiving is very, very low. The energy providers out there, um, they don't need to buy your energy. They can produce the energy pretty cheap themselves. But because um, there is a government mandate at the moment, they have to accept whatever energy you uh, push back into the grid. And once upon a time, you know, the energy that we were selling was worth around 60 cents per unit of electricity. Fast forward to now and, you know, at the low end, you're getting around six cents and at the high end, you might get around 17 cents. So, yeah, the, um, and the reason for that is, is that cost of, of the technology, cost of solar panels and inverters and everything that goes involved in putting solar on the roof has significantly reduced. Once upon a time, um, you know, the same system that you're buying today for, you know, $5,000 as an example was worth $15,000, $20,000. So back then, you, obviously, you, you know, you wanted to recruit your, your money as quickly as possible and the government had to entice you to do that. These days... We're all about self-consumption. So um, the way that I, I explain it to our customers is, would you rather sell and get a return of six cents per unit of electricity or would you rather use it and get a return of 30 cents saving per unit of electricity? And then once we, once obviously the, the answer is I want the 30 cents, then what we then do is we sit down with the client and we take them, a, take them through a very, very simple understanding of, you know, 
their all their appliances in the house when do they use them and give them some really good tips on how they can maximize their savings from solar the people that are saving 80 percent versus 50 percent are the ones that completely understand that there are at least 80 percent of, of products in your home that you have control over when you use it so a dishwasher a washing machine as an example so rather than putting dishes into your dishwasher and then pressing start at 7 p.m at night you basically press start in the morning when the sun's out so it's a little bit like if i was your power company john and i was to call you tomorrow and say john i've got a great deal for you thank you for being a customer out for 30 40 years i'm now going to give you free electricity your first thought was what's the catch well the catch is you've got to use your electricity during the day now what you will then do is you'll go great i'll now work out how i can beat the system and that's exactly what we're doing here we're working out a way on how we can beat the power companies from not having to purchase their power and consuming your own but there's a lot that families can do to you know increase their benefits from solar and once they understand how their consumption works you'll find that a lot of families it's like a it's like a light bulb turns on in their head it's like wow i didn't understand how it worked i thought it was all about selling power to the grid but it's not it's about self-consumption it sounds like very much around habits, you know, when you're mentioning about not putting your dishwasher on at 7pm and doing it in the morning instead, it sounds like this just needs to be a change of people's of habits to adapt to leverage as best they can their solar usage. Is that a fair assumption? That is, that is correct. There, there's always two things that you need to do when you do uh, go solar. The first one, obviously, is making sure you get the, um, the right product to fit your home. Okay, that's that's the first one. The second one is you need to educate yourself. You need to understand um, how to benefit the most from solar. And and once you understand that, once you sit down with a with a um, you know an experienced energy consultant, and there's a lot of these uh, energy consultants that work for solar companies that can do it for you. But once you understand how powerful um, solar can be for your home, as far as you know reducing energy cost. I tell you what, you're going to be high-fiving your family members every day when the sun's out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because those savings just minute, just just yeah, they uh, they get bigger and bigger. So, so speaking of high-fiving and the sun being out up here in New South Wales on the Central Coast, we have a lot more sun than maybe you Southerners in um, in the best middle of winter. Correct. Uh, is is um. Is it fair to say then that we're generating more solar energy up here than we are? Um, down south because the sun's out more often? Uh, the answer is yes. So the, the, the solar panels themselves, um, they don't need uh, what we call sun as such, right? What they're looking for is the energy rays that the actual sun produces, and we, we, we call that uh, photons, okay? So the sun is very, very powerful. Um, you know, we, we go out in the sun and we, we get nice and dark, and, and if you look at solar panels, Solar panels themselves, they uh, are designed to capture the energy photons the sun provides. So if you don't have a sunny, sunny day, but you have a day where you've got blue skies, it doesn't necessarily have to be 30 degrees, as, as, as an example. You could be generating um, energy when it rains. You could be generating energy when it's cloudy. You could be generating energy when there's no clouds in the sky. The difference is that if there are clouds in the sky, your energy production is going to be lower. Whereas if there was no clouds in the sky, then yes, you will be generating a lot more electricity. 
So if you look at uh, you know states like Queensland, um, you know as New South Wales and so on, where you you have a lot more daylight hours during the day than what say Victoria and Tasmania has got. So yes, you there are states in Australia and also countries around the world that will generate more electricity from solar because there's more daylight hours to actually do it through. Mm, okay. Yeah. Good point. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's. That's where a lot of people sort of say, well, you know, um, you know, it doesn't really generate power, um, you know, when it's raining or when it's cloudy or in wintertime. That is incorrect. It, it will generate electricity, but it won't generate as much of electricity um, as, say, for example, spring, autumn and summer. In winter, you could be looking at probably 50% of what it would normally generate if it was a in summer, spring or autumn. So asking for a friend, um, can we get solar to heat our pool? Uh, yes, you can. You definitely can. So um, there are various different ways to be able to, to heat your pool. Um, obviously, solar is definitely one of them. There are different technologies on the market. So a lot of homes that have got pools, you see that they've got this, this mat. It's like a, a black mat that goes on, on the roof. So, you know, that's a form of, of, of you know, generating energy through heat. Uh, rather than through direct direct um, sunlight, and there are um, panels on the market that will enable you to you know to do that as well. But I wouldn't recommend someone to remove their um, their heat mat mat for their solar. I think that it's one of those situations where um, it'll be one of those technologies where you would need to have a bit of both, um, not necessarily just have one or the other. Um, I'm a very big advocate of of if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, so if it's doing a good job, leave it the way it is. But there are situations where, you know, we go to install solar and the, the pool mat is directly in the perfect area that we can't install solar. So then it's just a matter of being able to, A, relocate that to another place uh, or look at another technology that we can use for both. But the answer to your, to your simple question is um, there, there are ways to be able to heat your pool uh, through solar. I think um, someone's very excited or John's friend is very excited about getting that, a pool <laughs> along with a new house. So ex exciting times all around. Yes, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great chat, Richard. It's been an awesome chat. It really has. I think, you know, this has been a long time coming this episode because it has been a hot topic. Um, so really appreciate you sharing your insights. It's evident that you are A, very knowledgeable and B, very passionate about solar. So thank you for um, jumping on board. We will um, put some links in the show notes to United Solar Energy so people can go and check you out if they are um, considering a solar company to install um, solar in their home. But sincerely, thank you for your time today Richard it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for having me I, I, I really appreciate the um, the time that you guys have given me and also the um, I got to commend you guys for being able to provide so much information to your viewers I'm, I'm sure they're they're very happy to get as much information from you guys as possible so a big thank you to both yourself Emily and and John and also to your viewers pleasure thanks for coming on Thanks so much. We'll be back with another episode uh, next week. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave us a little review and let us know your thoughts. Otherwise, we'll be in your ears next week. Okay, bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. 
Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.